Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice, and this is episode 243. It's been a few weeks. Missed y'all fuckers. Um, now, I've been uh, watching a shit ton of movies, so I got a lot to talk about. Um, just been really busy. Really busy, and I'm trying to figure out this algorithm on social media a little bit better to make it work for you know getting getting uh, new listeners new followers and kind of sparking some discussion with those ig reels um that's been it's been fun because i'm not i've never been too good at that um uh, navigating the social media realm and staying consistent with it um but ever since i started doing these little minute clip um videos of either fight discussion or movie review um just brief ones to try to get some interest it's it's been showing some good numbers i like it so far um yeah so we'll see we'll see but i don't know if it's taken away from my my passion with the podcast too much or not so we'll see because i'm still pretty new to it but it's been uh working a lot um getting ready for summer the sun's coming out finally Trying to figure out how to get my feet tan. It's my goal every year, and I just can't ever seem to be outside with no shoes or socks on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I took a couple trips out to Pullman. Uh, saw my little sister. That's been awesome. Spent some time with my mom. Um, had some, uh, what was it, Thai food for the first time. Shit was actually delicious. Um, trying to think. Met met her new dogs. Some Dalmatians. Lots of fun. Um, God, playing playing cars with my wife and um, her sisters and my brother-in-law. Oh, I got to try the, uh, I can't believe I forgot to write this down. I forgot, I got to try the new Undisputed boxing video game. Thanks to my brother-in-law. He brought that over. Uh, he's got the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like the beta or something. I don't know. Um, on his laptop, we connected to the TV, got to play on the PlayStation controller. That shit was so dope. I, uh. And I had a blast trying to figure it out. Um, so much detail went into the fighters. I, I would like to see some some fixes. Of course, I know they're still working on things, but I cannot wait for that game to get released to the public just full-blown. I, I would pay a $5 subscription every fucking month forever if they would just release it and just let you fight with what they have now. And just as you're a subscriber, you get whatever they add on to it, you know, just like this, the streaming services we have now. It's just, it is dope. I, I played, uh, I did, I was Canelo. I fought, uh, Terrence Crawford. That was fun. Um, got my ass kicked. I thought I was doing great, but I ran out of energy. <laughs> I was too excited. I was a uh, wilder face of fury. That was a lot of fun. I was dominating the fight, gassed myself again. He caught me. It was over. And then, uh, I watched my brother-in-law play. He was a uh, Lomachenko facing, uh, ah, shit. I can't remember who he was fighting. And then uh, I was Ryan Garcia, and I fought uh, Arturo Gatti, and that was that was a lot of fun. I swept him on that one, so I was figuring out the game a little bit more, how to how to save your energy, how to place your feel them out a little bit in the beginning. Don't waste too many in the early rounds. But I would like to see some development in the knockouts, um, especially with power shots. Ryan Garcia, it was really dope in this game because I, my big thing for him when I was wilder, I really wanted to test out the straight right to see what it looked like, to see how it felt. It doesn't seem to have the right amount of reach when he throws it for what he truly has, um, but it does impact him pretty heavily just when you land it. So that was dope. I'm sure if I fought somebody other than Tyson Fury, it would have dropped somebody a little easier. Um, 
but that was dope. Uh, it was it was uh, the way it looked is great. I just I think it should have some more reach on it for what Wilder's stature is. Uh, when I was Canelo, I really wanted to see what the, his quickness was, was his weaving and his uh, his body blows, and the way he throws his body shots is just like he does in real life. Super dope. Really enjoyed that. And then Garcia, my big thing, I wanted to see how quickly he can go from the the jab to um to that left hook, and it is so perfect. Um, I loved it. Had a blast. Cannot wait. It's going to be dangerous. I told my wife I'm going to have to take like a week off of work when that game comes out because I'm going to be I'm going to be hooked. Uh, but aside from that, I um, haven't been keeping up on much sports. Um, even with the fights, a lot of fights have been on DAZN and I canceled my DAZN subscription and uh, I'm tempted to get it back. But I'm going to I'm going to write it out a little bit longer. I'm still just really irritated with their process. Um, you know, I just I really believed in them when they were doing the subscription uh, month to month or the yearly I was doing the annual and no pay-per-views and once they got in the pay-per-view game I just feel like they lied to us and I'm kind of I'm pissed off um, but I'll probably go back eventually because they are hosting a lot of good fights I miss Clarissa Shields versus Cornejo um, and uh, Clarissa Shields dominated from what I read um, the the highlights I saw uh, shout out to her I got to meet her years ago, which was uh, really cool because um, my cousin was boxing at the time. Met her, Andre Ward, and uh, one other person that I don't think she, uh, I don't even know if she went pro, but she was in the Olympic trials at the time. And uh, yeah, I was trying to get my buddy, uh, well, you guys know P, I talk about P all the time. I was trying to get him to go throw $100 on Cordejo for us because the payout would have been so good. But I'm, I'm glad he didn't because, yeah, would have been just throwing away 100 bucks. But that payout would have been nice. Uh, let's see. Haven't been keeping up with much of the NBA. I think the finals are starting now. I I really – I try to pretend like I'm still into sports like I used to be. I really try. These uh, – I can't stand the game of basketball how it is anymore. Just It just seems like such a joke. But I was, you know, of course, the Lakers getting pretty deep into us. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to pay some – pay some more attention and they got swept by the nuggets and i i I just i saw this post um what the hell was it it was uh, the number 15 so it was carmelo anthony and this uh um joke jokic jokic um jokic i'm not sure how to pronounce his name um next to each other and i guess he wears 15 too and they're like um it's gonna be a debate on um who whose uh, number 15 jersey gets retired in denver and i was like why the fuck would that even be a question I just didn't understand at all because I thought this Jokic guy was just some hype job new rookie. I had no, I don't know shit about any of the players anymore. So I Googled him because I was ready to go off. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy's been doing his thing for a while, and his stats are pretty phenomenal. They're actually better than Carmelo's. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of the moment that it really hit me where I was like, I'm just not much of an NBA fan at all anymore. I, I haven't paid much attention since Kobe's final season. And I just keep seeing new new players that I've never heard of on the headlines of everything and all the drama going on. And every time I, I catch a, a, a highlight, it's some garbage shit, no defense being played or some crybaby shit or they're fighting with people in the audience. It's just I don't like the game anymore, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not really an NBA fan anymore. Uh, aside from that, uh, I saw the uh, Dodgers playing the Yankees last three days i haven't got to catch one of those games i saw aaron judge ran through the back wall catching a catching a ball hit to the outfield that was that guy's uh gigantic <laughs> um and uh, aside from that we got got some fights to talk about a lot of movies to talk about i went oh god let me run through some of these before i 
Um, figure out any other side shit I got to discuss. I saw the new Spider-Man. Just went and saw Boogeyman with my daughter. I uh, watched a movie called A Good Person. I uh, watched that Jelly Roll documentary. I won't dive too much into that because I'm doing a separate episode all about Jelly Roll and Bunny. They got a, a lot of shit I want to discuss just on them. So um watched a movie called Two Leslie, a movie called Inside the Old Way, Reality. Um, everything is both. Uh, let's see. I watched the new Sarah Silverman stand-up special. Went and saw The Little Mermaid with my, my wife and daughters and mom. Um, to catch a killer um, about your father man yeah i've seen a lot of movies and then i've been watching uh, the show called platonic on apple the mayans final season started uh the new show the idol starting the weekend and i think it's johnny depp's daughter starts tonight i'm stoked for that so yeah lots to discuss lots to discuss first i'll, I'll say my new uh my new single together forever just came out and i'm loving the reaction from everybody it's been um it's been awesome for the support on this one because it's very nostalgic um it's nothing like i've ever released before and i know you hear artists say that all the time but i'm serious this this is like punk pop rock um like blink 182 weedis um simple plan style music and i've never done anything like that and i think it turned out incredible really want to do a music video to it this summer talking to a few people I think it'll be just so much fun and it was a great way to step away from my album leave me where you find me that's been out for um, like a, a month now um, which is just which numbers aren't too bad on it and the feedback is just depressing it makes everybody sad and I expected it to I was very sad writing that album it was a it was really diving into a lot of shit going on so I need that's how I get my shit out I had some family members check up on me after they heard it which was I love y'all for it um, but yeah, I'm in a much better place now. And this next album, Enlighten the Mood, that drops in August, it's a very, very odd variety of a short list of tracks that were just kind of my um, follow up from that sad project, or as my guy Kane referred to it as sad paintings. Um, the whole album is definitely sad paintings. But um, I do think it's some of my best writing I've done, um, some of the greatest storytelling I've done. Very, very excited, thankful for all of you checking it out. And, uh, and yeah, stepping away from that depression shit, you know, I got the new stuff coming out that's a little corny, a little fun, a little more upbeat. And then I'm doing a hit in the studio this week, actually, which I'm pretty excited for, dropping a feature for my guy Kaga. I'm really excited about that. I wrote to it, I think, the first few hours he sent me the beat. I was, it, I could be wrong. I just remember hitting the hitting it hard right away because I was like, this is a fun vibe, dope. Hopefully it'll uh, land on his album that's coming out the end of July. Um, if you're not familiar with Kaga, go check him out. Love that guy. He's been on Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit before. Um, he's just he's real, he's real. He's been in the game a long time. And let's see. Uh, gosh, anything else? Anything else before I get into it? Checked out some new music, the Jelly Rolls album. I'll save a lot of that, too, for the other episode I'll be doing. Uh, the Spider-Man soundtrack. Oh my god! I, I nerded out the the day Spider Man came out. I put my Spider Man shirt on, put the soundtrack on blast in the car, and went to go see the movie that morning. And it's the soundtrack is so dope. I fucking love it. The vibe of it is great. Such a good soundtrack. Check that shit out. And let's see what else we got. Anything else? Uh, I guess uh, I'll save some of the fight discussion for after. I guess I already touched on some of it. I don't have a lot. UFC Fight Night was. Uh, 
last night. Alex Casera, shout out to him. He had a fight in the night. Um, and Cara France, I, I don't know if I felt like he got robbed, but I definitely thought he won. Uh, me and my brother-in-law both at the same time were just like, what the fuck, when they announced the, um, Albazi as the winner. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, not a bad card. I missed the under or the prelims, though. I was at my cousin's uh, uh, baby shower. Um, shout out to them. Uh, they'll be welcoming their baby into the world real soon. So I missed the prelims. Um, let's see. We got Nunez coming up next week. I'm going to watch that shit after I go to the Comic Con, actually. I'm super stoked. My first time ever. Um, going to going to see what this shit's all about. I didn't even know we had them in this area. So when I saw it announced, it's like the 17th annual one. I was like, what the fuck? So I'm stoked. A little uh, a little a little nervous for what I'm getting myself into, but I'm I'm really excited. Um uh, watch the Dave season three finale. Fucking phenomenal. If you don't watch that show, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Uh, besides living it, I'm sure. But um just so good. Brad Pitt, hilarious. It was just that's all I could really say. You gotta you gotta watch the show. If you watched it, you know, just it's so good. And I hope they I hope more seasons are coming because that show is phenomenal. And let's see. Fucking Nate Diaz and Jake Paul, a little drama in their shit. They're wondering if they got to find a new venue because Texas doesn't let you have weed in your system. And clearly that's an issue for Nate Diaz. So I don't know who the fuck set that up in the first place. Like we're dealing with some amateurs or some shit. So I'm sure they'll figure out a new venue or they'll figure something out because um, that fight's coming up in August. And other than that, let's get into some fucking movies. I got my tickets to see Transformers. And I'm actually going to see that one in 3D. 3D. Um, I got my tickets to The Flash and another mystery movie coming up, which I'm pretty excited about. And yeah, so let's go. Let's talk about Spider-Man first. It just makes the most sense. Um, I went to go see Spider-Man and I just can't say how incredible this shit was. It was absolutely phenomenal. It's a lengthy one. It's two hours and 20 minutes. And it is, uh, don't fucking blink. Don't get up to go to the bathroom. Don't check your phone. It is nonstop action. And it is so good. Visually, it is a masterpiece. The, the whole energy of it is so fun. I loved it. And I cannot wait for part two. Um, just everybody did such a great job. Everybody did so good. 4.5 out of five for me on that one. Um, a lot of different Spider-Mans um, across all the universes. I just thought I just thought the whole thing was so fucking good. I loved it, and I got so hooked at the end. And then it just hits you with the the to be continued. Like, oh fuck, you don't want it to end even after two hour, almost two and a half hours. You don't want it to stop. Such a good job. Shout out to everybody in that. The animation is absolutely incredible. Um, talk about the boogeyman. All right. So I, this, I'm this fresh. I just, just got back home from watching the boogeyman. So my 11 year old, I've talked about her on here. She's been on the show. Um, she loves scary movies, but she's still finding like what kind she's got her own limits. She's, she's only 11. So she still isn't ready for everything. Oh, excuse me. I take a drink. Um, so the P, uh, the boogeyman is rated PG 13. And it's from the mind of Stephen King, um, which we all know how that can go sometimes. They, they mess up good books with corny movies or they, they make their changes, screenplays, all that shit. Um, 
I, I gave this a 2.5 out of 5, and my daughter did as well, and I was almost leaning to, to a 3, so she kind of spun me towards the 2.5 a little bit myself. But my I just had a lot of issues, so I, I, won't, I'll, I won't do any spoilers here, but I do want to say there are times where the boogeyman in this movie does come into the light, and it just it gets conflicting. Like, you either can't be in the light or you can be how how is this like happening and why is it at certain times it can be seen in the light and sometimes it can't i just didn't like that and there were times where everything was pitch black completely and it and it was never around so it was just i didn't like that some of the story was just fucked up it didn't make sense it started off super dark to a point where i was like oh my god what are we in for here and then it, it maintained a real slow flow up until the build-up for the jump scares jump scares were on point they did a great job the whole cast did a great job um shout out to sophie thatcher who played uh, sadie um shout out to chris messina who played will the dad and the youngest vivian uh lyra or lyra blair i thought she did great she played sawyer the youngest daughter uh, i thought she she did a great job and uh, Marine Ireland played Rita Billings and David uh, Dasmalchian. Dasmalchian played Lester Billings. They had pretty small roles, but they were pretty significant to the story. I thought they did a great job. Um, led to some some corny. You're always going to get some corny stuff in movies like this. Um, to me, I almost wish it would have been a rated R flick, so they could have took it a little a little darker. I probably wouldn't have taken my daughter to it at that point, but. But it was fun. A good, fun, scary movie. So if you're into them, check it out. It's in theaters now. Uh, let's see. Next one on the list. I want to talk about this. A Good Person. I loved this movie. So me and my wife, we were looking for something new to watch. I was browsing and saw this. And I remember seeing the preview to this in theaters. But I never actually noticed when it went to theaters. So I forgot all about it. And I was browsing Apple in the rental section and found this kind of deeper into the numbers. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. So we loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I gave it a four out of five, starring Morgan Freeman and Florence Pugh. And let me tell you, they did an incredible job. Florence Pugh is impressing the fuck out of me. Everything from, like, Midsommar to that, uh, what is that flick she just did recently um, with, uh, what is her name? Don't Worry Darling. Yes. Don't Worry Darling. With Olivia Wilde, that's right, and uh, Harry Styles. So ever since I, I saw her in those two roles, I got even more interested in her. I saw she's been in plenty of other things that I really enjoyed. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking at her IMDb right now because there was something else that I just thought she did incredible in. Oh, I didn't even realize this. She's uh, She plays uh, essentially Soraya, um, which I can't remember, Paige. I uh, can't remember her real name. Or her wrestling name that fighting with my family um she plays that i didn't even know it was her when i watched that back in the day she's a great nat um just everything i'm seeing her in is so good so i highly recommend you check this out a good person four out of five for me like i said so you're dealing with uh morgan freeman is a, a father and a grandfather and florence Pugh is dating um his son and she gets into a car accident in the beginning of the film and that car accident, she has her sister, her, her soon to be sister-in-law and her sister, her soon to be sister-in-law's husband in the car. She gets in the car accident and neither of them make it. And of course it, 
skips ahead and you realize, you know, it's now it's torn her and her fiance apart. They're no longer together. Morgan Freeman's character, Daniel, he's now taking over um, his uh, his daughter's. His, his granddaughter, since his daughter's passed away, he's watching his daughter, or his granddaughter now, has custody of her. And Florence Pugh is now battling addiction because she got put on painkillers and the oxys and shit. And now that she doesn't need them physically, she's hooked and she's going through that, dealing with her depression, dealing with her guilt. And it is such a good movie. Uh, everybody, like I said, did such a great job. And it's all dealing with that kind of reconciliation. Um she runs into uh, Morgan Freeman's character at a meeting because he's an alcoholic and he's been struggling with wanting to drink again with all the shit going on on his end. And they kind of find each other and start trying to support each other, which is an awkward situation because if it wasn't for her, you know, his daughter would still be alive. His granddaughter would still have her mom in her life. And she, of course, would still be with his son because they were they actually made a pretty good couple. So it's a real good movie. A lot of a uh, lot of sad shit going on. But it, Completely exceeded my expectations. Loved it. Um, and that, we rented it on Apple. So I'm sure it's on a lot of different streaming sites um, for, for rental right now if you got those sticks. Um, I'll, I'll leave this one short because, like I said, I don't want to touch on it too much. The Jelly Roll documentary on Hulu. Check it out. It's great. If you're not familiar with them, watch it to get to know them. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be falling in love with this guy. Me and my wife, my guy, uh, Mike, we've been following him for a long time. So I'm just, I'm just so happy to see him getting um getting all this recognition now because he's an incredible artist with a great story um that's and that's called save me on hulu just watched this movie called to leslie watched this last night actually my wife was telling me about it um on netflix and i thought this was really good another uh, another story about addiction but a different kind of take on it so to leslie is starring uh, andrea rizaburo she um she plays the main character and she is essentially it begins with a, a woman who you know like trailer park style in Texas wins the lottery 190,000 and of course you know this is life changing money for most people and she's you know celebrating saying her son's got to be like 13 um when she's winning the money and you know she's like oh my god I'm gonna buy a house you know buy my son something nice and you know the people in the trailer park area or whatever it is like what about us and she just it just goes to drinks are on me and then it kind of fades and then it skips ahead like six years and so now you know the son is almost 20 and she's getting evicted out of one of those month-to-month -month motels, it looks like. So clearly she had blown through all the money. Clearly. Clearly uh, nothing worked out very well, which in a lot of these cases, I'm sure they don't. You know, it really makes you think. They, they announce these things and people get so hooked on the lotteries and things like this. But, I mean, that's it's life-changing money. But the story of this, which I love so much, the, the cast was great, like I said. Um, the production was great. The story was great. I thought everything about it was really well done. And what I love the most is it shows how all of that money is great and beautiful. That moment could be, it actually made it seem like she was worse off after having that money than she was before it. And I really liked how it was going through that. So it's just a story about her battling her alcoholism her battling her demons, burning a lot of bridges and you never really know what happened to this woman in her life to make her um, make her, you know, spiral 
You never really find these things out. There's a lot of unknowns in it, and I like that because you get pieces of things. That's the beauty of the movies. You get different perspectives, different different concepts, different assumptions you get to make, and you have to kind of piece some things together. So Two Leslies on Netflix now. I think they said it was like number one, number one movie on Netflix right now, so I'm sure you'll hear about it or see it out there. Check it out. Four out of five from me. Um, I'll talk about this movie called Inside. Inside is a movie that somebody at my work had mentioned to me. So I was saying this on IG. I was like, it's really rare that I hear about a movie that I have not heard about. And it's even more rare when I hear about it from multiple people. So I heard it from somebody at work, and I was like, okay, and I kind of brushed it off. Because if I just hear something from one person, I'm usually thinking uh, it can't be that good if you're the only person I've ever heard talk about it. And that's just kind of how my head goes. Well, my cousin reached out to me the other night and asked me if I had seen it. He said he just finished it. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, no, you know what? I was looking for something. So I went to check it out. It's streaming on Peacock. And it's starring Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe is an absolute legend. So um, he, he, he gets to show how legendary he is in this movie because he's essentially the only man on the screen for, I'd say, a good 90, 95% of the movie. And he's got to hold it down. He's got to keep the whole story captivating with his own acting, talking to himself and his his screen time. And it is a man who gets, he's, uh, it describes him as a high-end art thief, and he breaks into this penthouse to steal some artwork, and he ends up getting locked in there when the alarm goes off. And the, his team that he's talking to on the radios, they abandon him because they're like, we can't do anything for you. You're stuck. You're on your own. And he's in this uh, penthouse trying to escape, trying to survive with what's in there. And it's a, it's a great movie. A lot of, uh, um, how do I explain it? A little just artistic um, metaphors throughout, which I really enjoyed. Like I said, Willem Dafoe absolutely killed it, did great. I only gave it a 3.5 out of 5, and that's because I had some issues with the story. I was talking to my cousin about those issues. He sent me a real cool eight-minute review on YouTube from somebody that did a great breakdown of all the all the metaphors in the in the in the flick, which was which was dope. You could tell they did their homework, but it didn't answer my questions still, which were really simple fixes, I believe, simple things they could have addressed and made it even better. But three point five out of five for me. If you check it out. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for you because it's fairly new still and it's streaming on Peacock. You can go check it out. But let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts were because the reviews aren't that great on it. But a lot of times these movies won't have, they'll have mixed reviews because this is one of those flicks where you got half the audience going like, oh, if you don't get it, you're just stupid or you're, you don't understand things or uh, blah, blah, blah. And then you have another half that are just like, it was garbage, it was trash because there is no cars flying through windows and um, you know, ludicrous wasn't in space, whatever it may be, you always have a divide and flicks like this. And I'm really torn in the middle because I think I felt it really well, but they made some serious mistakes in the storytelling with the direction. But all in all, I thought it was a cool movie. Check that shit out inside streaming on Peacock. Uh, the old way <laughs> starring Nicolas Cage. So I, uh, I had seen an advertisement for this a while back, 
And I was like, man, my guy Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula. He's playing this Western um, gunslinger, and he's also playing himself in this massive talent or whatever movie. I haven't seen that one yet. But I'm like, he's, he's killing it right now. He's coming out with a vengeance. Um, he recently was in a movie called Pig where I believe he goes. He's pe- basically John Wick but with a pig, I think it sounds like. Um, but I haven't watched that one yet, so don't quote me. But he's just doing some interesting roles. So, And I like Westerns for the most part. So I went to check this out. It's on Hulu. And I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. When it first kicks off, I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be so dumb. And all of a sudden, I started getting a little bit more interested in the movie. And so he, he pretty much kicks off showing you how legendary he is as a Western gunslinger. And then it skips ahead to his life where he's a family man. And... You know, something happens to his family that kind of brings that back out of him. And uh, the legend of it continues. And I I had figured out it seemed like they had this element of surprise that they were trying to hold on to for a really long time to have their big revealing moment towards the end. But I figured it out in the beginning in the movie way too easily. So it seemed like they wanted you to anticipate like this massive reveal that was really fucking obvious from the beginning. So that was my biggest issue with it. And not to mention it just, just slightly cornery corns as most Westerns usually will be with their gunshots and the way that it goes down. But it was all in all, it was a fun flick. If you like Westerns, check it out for sure. Just like if you like, if you like scary movies, check out the boogeyman. If you like Westerns, check out the old way streaming on Hulu. Now 2.5 out of five for me. And then I checked out this flick called Reality on HBO Max. Um, so I, I'll i be honest. I really only checked this out because Sidney Sweeney was in it. And I didn't know much about the story. I looked into it after I watched it. Um, the movies, I just I didn't think it was very good. I mean, it's, it's a very interesting story. But as a movie, it's, it just didn't work for me. They tried something with the transcript on this, as the script. And to me, it was a terrible concept to me. The transcript was not interesting enough to base a movie off of it. And it could have had a lot of potential to dramatize it a little bit, um, play the actual events as described rather than just reading word for word. And and they were blanking out key components still. So just a missed opportunity to display some of Sidney Sweeney's skills, in my opinion, because she she's not just some... Uh, a pair of tits like a lot of people act like she is on euphoria she's actually an incredible actress the the role she plays in that is incredible and i think she probably took this opportunity to try to show off some of those skills and utilize her pull on hbo max and keep people interested in her while we wait for euphoria season three this this movie just wasn't it for me i, I would like to see her do something else um to to uh, showcase those skills a little more because this was didn't it didn't have a lot of depth movie wise um, josh hamilton and marchant davis they play the agents that are investigating reality winner and this whole thing where it's you know they have proof that she has stolen for government forms and released them out um and confidential information that she wasn't supposed to do and it's just this whole awkward um awkward dialogue really while they're trying to keep her busy while they're getting her to admit to her crimes to figure out why and like i said a very interesting story but to me it was a terrible movie two out of five for me reality is on hbo max now and uh let's see the next one everything is both so this was interesting this was another one where i was just kind of bored sitting around i was like i want to find something to watch um that I haven't heard of or haven't seen. And I found this scrolling through Apple pretty deep down into like, uh, 
you know, if you're in like the top five, top 10 of Apple rentals, things like that, you're usually dealing with a lot of things that are um, recently coming out, like the $25 rentals or $25 purchases, um, big, big screen bangers that just came out to stream finally. And you get into like the 20s and 30s, there's some uh, nostalgic things coming up or things related to new films. Like if Fast X is available now, that means that F9 and the seventh and eighth one are all, you know, making their way up in the ratings. And th this, I found this movie in like the 50s. Um, I think like 56 and I was just like, how have I never heard of this shit? And I saw it's got Jason Mitchell, um, who's, who's from the shy. He got cut from that show for some, some scandals going on. I'm not sure how that all played out. But it's got Barton Fitzpatrick who also plays in the shy. Um, he was killed off in that series. Um, but just really great actors in my opinion. So I was like, Oh, I got to check this out. Looked interesting, but it's clearly a B movie clearly they, there's no hiding it there's no nothing about it um seth watson's the director of this film walk uh jacquavis coleman i think that's how you say it is the writer of this film and i actually i thought the story was really good i thought i thought it had a lot of potential i thought the acting was great i thought the cast was wonderful all across the board um the the director themselves the the filmography involved in it, the audio that's where i think they saw the most issues I've, you know, I've talked about it on here. I've talked about it on beers, bongs, and bullshit. I've, I've been a part of low budget, um, short films, so I, I know a little bit more than I used to, and I understand the struggle in making some of those things happen. So I won't hold it. But I saw this movie. The estimate budget for it was a million dollars, and whenever I see shit like that, I just get frustrated because I'm like, what the fuck are you spending your money on, like? How I just don't understand because I made my short film with like I want to say a hundred dollars or less that I had to spend. Um, and I believe you know it's not going to be the greatest film ever made or anything like that, but that was me testing the waters for my first film I wanted to make. I got to be a part of uh Ryan Craig's film Dirty Dog, and that was a three day shoot. Um, bring in 15, 15 actors or something like that and different audio uh, elements and, you know, tie and got to see the ins and outs of some of that battling with audio issue. I got to see, but I believe that was even a, a 5,000 or less, maybe, maybe even $2,000 budget. I can't remember what it was. And I don't know if it's my place to disclose anyways, but let's just say it's under 10,000. So if you have a million dollar budget, I just don't understand how you can have so many flaws in your film. And when I go on IMDb, it still says it's in post-production. I can't find it on Letterboxd to do a review. So I didn't know if it was like an early screening. I don't know how this is going, but I also know my own struggle is having trying to release my shit um, for rental and things like that. So um, interesting flick. Uh, you got a, a female who's um, with a dude who's in the game and he, he wants to get out. He steals some money from... Uh, the boss dude and he gets he gets he gets killed and she's worried for her life now and now she's trying to find a way to get out of town safely because she has this hard drive that has even more money she um, ends up trying to escape from the guys looking for her by hopping into a vehicle in the parking lot and the guy who owns that vehicle gets in Caesar and she begs and pleads for him to not say anything and get her out of town and she'll split the money with him and it's just kind of that that whole road trip vibe of um, them getting to know each other it seemed like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do whether it's gonna be a love story 
or if it was uh, um, just a survival story, if it was a hustler flick, what whatever they're trying to figure out their shit, they just couldn't align it uh, quite properly. But the the real big issues were the audio time. The audio was not leveled. There were times where you could hear the background wind too much, and some of the scene transitions really fucked with the flow of the movie. Um, but all in all, I, I I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was cool. It was exactly what I was looking for, exactly what I needed. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. Um, like I said, you can rent it on Apple. 2.5 out of 5 for me. Everything is both. Also, I hate the fucking title. I don't care what it means. I don't care if there's some significance to it. I thought everything is both is a dumb fucking title. And when they said it in the movie, because, you know, when they name a movie something, they'll usually throw it out there. Um, when they said it, I, I was like, it's even more dumb. Is that why you called it that? Is that why you wrote that line? I don't know. I don't get it. But whatever. It's not my movie. 2.5 out of 5 for me. Um, I started watching Medieval starring Ben Foster. Um, I won't talk about that because I haven't finished it yet. But uh, something I've been wanting to watch for a while. I think that's also on Hulu. Um, if you guys have seen it, let me know because I'm excited. I haven't watched a movie with that vibe since The Last Duel. And that really set the fucking tone for me. I was like... The Last Duel was one of the greatest movies I've seen, and it was movie of the year the year it came out for me, so um, just hard to get into that if you know it's not going to be that as good. Uh, I started watching The Ultimate Fighter, um, episode one, Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler came out. Um, I, I, I hope it picks up a little differently. I hope Conor McGregor doesn't just be a drunk asshole the whole time. We we get he's a great promoter. We greet get he's a he has a great draw um we get all that we get he's a great fighter he's he's definitely not the scariest fighter amongst the the roster anymore a lot of people aren't scared of him anymore um but he's he sells tickets he's he gets uh he gets viewership um it's just i don't i don't care for the way he's operating right now in the show i think michael chandler seems like a stand-up dude who uh whose heart's in the right place he wants the he wants the big money fight he believes he deserves it i believe he deserves it um he's fought his ass off he put he leaves it all in the cage and uh conor mcgregor's just not taking it quite as seriously it doesn't seem like he's just more about focused on um people recognizing him as the king he once was and wants that recognition still and he's just not the same fighter he used to be so um and and look at that i just talked about the ultimate fighter for a little while and didn't mention anything about the fighters that are actually trying to make it because connor's the one still on the show and that's a little unfortunate but i'm looking forward to the season the first fight of the show was a little bit underwhelming if that's the right term um just quickly ended uh we'll, we'll see how it picks up through the year or for the through the season we got um vets versus prospects which i think is a cool way to do it i believe it's uh 135 and 155 are the weight classes if i'm not mistaken uh, but yeah that's streaming on either hulu or espn plus now and uh let's see sarah silverman I saw the return of sarah silverman so i watched her uh, her new special on hbo max called someone you love and sarah i i have missed you i've been a fan of yours in the past i did not quite enjoy this i i will say i enjoyed it i didn't laugh as much as i would have liked to i really wish you would have called your special the struggle I really do. The irony of it that you discussed in the stand-up special, I just think it would have been monumental. Um, but uh, that's streaming on HBO Max now. I just feel like it was just too just too slow and boring. And like it just seemed more like something you would 
it seemed more like something I would see at a comedy club while they're working towards their special. It didn't, it didn't feel like a special to me. That was my only issue with it. I don't usually rank standups, but I gave it a two out of five. Um, and I don't like to rank standups all the time cause it's, I don't, it's just, I don't know. Just, just like, I don't like to rate albums and music so much, but I will sometimes I've got to figure out my rating scale properly for him. Went to go see the little mermaid, the little mermaid. Um, and wow, I was really impressed actually. So me and my mother and my wife, we took our daughters to go see this. And uh, I still haven't figured this out. If it's Haley Bailey or Hallie Bailey, it, it would mess me up so much every time I'm scrolling um, scrolling uh, social media because I would always think they were promoting something with Halle Berry every fucking time. And I would stop and I'd be like, oh, it's it's this it's this chick for it's a Little Mermaid promo. And it, it always screwed me up, but I can't figure out what her name is. I haven't looked it up. Um, but first of all, I'll say I gave, gave the little mermaid a four out of five. I'm not going to explain the concept of the movie because everybody's familiar with the little, with what the little mermaid is. I will say this, that Haley, um, Bailey or Hallie Bailey, um, absolutely killed it. I thought she was incredible as Ariel. I thought she did a great job. Um, but for me, and I even thought Javier Bardem did a great as, uh, as King Triton. I thought he did a great job. I thought everybody involved did a great job. But the things that stuck out to me the most was Aquafina and David Diggs. I feel like they made the movie so much better. They're back and forth. Aquafina plays Scuttle. So she's the voice of Scuttle, and David Diggs is the voice of Sebastian. I just loved their banter. I loved their back and forth. Aquafina, I'm becoming such a huge fan of everything she's doing. She is so much fun. Her energy is awesome. She has a great voice for voiceovers. So that was the special thing for me. And then, of course, who did? Oh, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I thought she did a great job as Ursula, too. Very fun flick. Your kids will love it. Um, yeah, the visually beautiful the production was wonderful. Loved it. Uh, great job. And I did not expect to like it that much. So four out of five Little Mermaid in theaters now. And then To Catch a Killer, let's discuss this one. Uh, to Catch a Killer, this was another one. Me and my wife were just browsing for something new to watch. Found it on Apple. I think we paid like $25, $20 to rent it. One of those that I usually don't like. I like to wait till they're down to the $6 uh, before I, before I'll rent it, but just sometimes you just want something new to watch. So we gave it a shot and I'll tell you, I really, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Um, just cause I did have my issues with some of it. And Shailene Woodley is one of the, um, producers of the film. And so I'm guessing, you know, my, my guess here is that she wanted to make this film happen. So she was the lead role. It wasn't going to happen. So she may have put some of her own money into it to make it happen because she's the lead role. Maybe it was a passion project, whatever it may be. But she was probably my biggest issue with the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Shailene Woodley. Uh, my wife's a huge fan of her. That's what kind of drew us to it. The story looked interesting. But I felt like she was the the biggest flaw of the film. And it's nothing really against her. It's just she doesn't fit the the, the character that they're I, I didn't believe her. She just she looks too young. She looks too brittle to be able to hold it down and the way she was trying to sell it to us. Whatever whatever character this person is supposed to be, I feel like it should have been somebody else. And it gave me a lot of vibes of like taking lives or um, and mixed with like the phone booth. I think that's what I explained it with the best. So it just I feel like it needed somebody a little bit older, a little bit more aged. Um, even uh, even a Jennifer Lopez, Angelina Jolie like that more along those lines. Um, Naomi Watts, something like that. 
um, Angela Bassett would have been badass or something like this. Um, but yeah, so overall, overall it's good. Just, and that's my personal opinion. Maybe other people th- think she did a wonderful job and she was perfect for the role. She was just my, my biggest issue with it. She's an FBI or she's a, she's a, um, police officer who wants to be a part of the FBI and she's investigating this mass murder. Um, this guy's just capping people off with a sniper rifle at random and they can't figure out why. And it's all about the hunt for the killer. Um, so I forgot to tell you guys what it was about, but yeah, to catch killer, it's uh, streaming on different sites. Now you can watch it on prime. It's it on IMDB. It still says 1999 to rent or buy. That's, that's just fucking crazy. Nobody wants to rent a movie for that much, but here I am doing it. Um, let's see. Here's another flick I watched about my father starring Sebastian Montescalo and Robert De Niro. I love this movie. I, it was such a good feel good movie. Um, so I gave it a 3.5 out of five and it is, it's a feel good flick. And for me, it landed really well. It just, um, everything it seemed to be intended for it. It did a great job. Family oriented, lots of laughs, um, slightly corny. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a love story. It's a, it's an in-laws story. It's a father son bond story. It's, it's, it's all those elements of the, the corny rom-com aspect, but Sebastian and Robert De Niro, just, they were great together. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I think that's still in theaters now. I'm sure it'll be out on streaming services soon. And aside from that, ah, that's all the movies I've watched. Wow. That was a lot. And I'm looking forward to this uh, debut of The Idol on HBO Max tonight, starring um, The Weeknd, or, or Abel, as he is saying he is going to be killing off The Weeknd soon and just be himself. And uh, Lily, sorry, I don't have my glasses on, Lily Rose Depp. I believe that's Johnny Depp's daughter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to read this off to you because I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I don't hear anybody talking about it. I've been waiting for it for quite some time. I hear it's going to be pretty fucking graphic. Um, so here's the IMDb, IMDb breakdown. After a nervous breakdown derailed Jocelyn's last tour, she's determined to claim her rightful status as the greatest and sexiest pop star in America. Her passions are rented, or reignited. Sorry, Her passions are reignited by Tedros, a nightclub in Persia with sordid past, Will her romantic awakening take her to glorious new heights or the deepest, darkest depth of her soul? Um, ooh, early reviews on here are not good, though. 4.5 out of 10. Ouch. That will not stop me, though. So we're dealing with um, The weekend, of course, and Lily Rose Depp. we got Susan, Susanna's son. I don't know her. A lot of casts that I'm not familiar with. So the way this has been promoted and the way I've been seeing, because it says, you know, sex and nudity, severe, violence and gore, severe, profanity, severe, alcohol, drugs and smoking, severe, frightening and intense scenes, severe. I've heard that they've uh, cut some of the scenes from this that they couldn't even film or couldn't even release because they were so... um, like visually disturbing um, when it comes to the sex aspect of things. I, I don't know what we're getting into. My guess here for real is the the desire for euphoria to return has gotten so high they needed something to try to keep people's mind busy and keep it clicked on this aspect of things. So I do believe it's going to have a lot of those vibes. It's going to be very high, high, um, high intense with sexuality, um, 
like like it says, the, everything. If everything is listed as severe, we're in for quite a ride. It's only six episodes. Um, we'll see. I, I think I've only seen um, The weekend act in uh, one other thing. I want to see if he's in anything else I've heard of. As he was in Uncut Gems playing himself. Um, but he, he, you know, it's not really a struggle to play yourself, I suppose. But um, that might be the only thing. He's just everything else he's listed for looks like is music wise. So I'm really excited to see how he does, because even this, the vibe he has on screen, the vibe he has in his his character of the weekend. Um, he's I, I believe he's going to be a great actor. I really do. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not very familiar with um, Lily Rose Depp. Let me see if she's been in some other things I've heard of. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Have not seen it. Have not seen it. Have not seen it. Nope. Not a lot of known for yeah known for nothing i'm familiar with yeah she's got a good list of things but nothing i'm familiar with so let me make sure what i'm reading this correctly so johnny depp brother okay jack depp joined the clan in 2002 sorry i'm just reading their profile on here um, but yeah, so the idol drops on HBO Max tonight. Weekly episodes, I think it ends July 9th, something like that. Um, I'm very excited to see it. But if you if you weren't into Euphoria, probably won't like this. I'm a huge fan of Euphoria. I thought it just dove into so many, um, so many great avenues of uh, just the toxicity of our generation now and youth and pressures and sexuality, addiction, traumas, all that stuff. And this is probably going to dive into it in a different lane, but probably equally as disturbing. And aside from that, yeah, nothing else. That's it, man. We got through them all. Thank God. It's been weeks, and I've been sitting here figuring out when am I going to do this. So I got some new episodes coming soon that will be very geared towards specific things. Like I said, the Jelly Roll and Bunny episode. Um, I'm lining up when I want to talk. I want, I want to get somebody on the, at the table with me that's a, a fan of pro wrestling. And I know I got a few buddies who are into it, but I, I really want to discuss the impact that the attitude era of wrestling had on um, the youth, uh, such as me and my generation and growing up watching these things. Because I look back at it, and I'm like, man, like, I can't believe we were watching this shit every week. So normal, um, so normalized with uh, some of the shit they were doing. And what has it done to our minds with uh, numbing us to certain things? And I got uh, other ones um, that I won't dive too much into now because I got I to gotta, gotta get them going. But, yeah, True Reviews Podcast, episode 243, flying through these things now. I watched way too many damn movies, so I appreciate you guys are here to listen to me talk about them. Got some exciting fights coming up um, all summer. Super stoked for those. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with a new episode of Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit soon. Um yeah, just loving it. Loving it. Got some new music coming out for y'all. Uh, follow follow me on IG. That's TrueJustice509. Kept it simple now. Um, that's where I'm posting all the, the clips of the movies I'm seeing, the fights that are coming up with predictions um, to kind of get the conversation rolling before I get into the, uh, the podcast element of it. That's where I release all the updates for the music as well. Um, 
yeah, just lots of fun stuff. Still working on writing some uh, some of these movies. I really want to uh, back, back and forth on a short film versus a full full uh, full length on this um, boxing one. I want to do, and I'm really determined to make it a full length. It'll be it'll be years down the road, I'm sure, but it, it's a work in progress. Super excited, and of course, hopefully, that gets some music videos recorded soon. Haven't done that in a very long time. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, appreciate y'all listening, and I'll be back. <laughs>